six. Once one has been committed to the care of a psychiatric facility, he or she is no longer entitled to caffeinated coffee, closed doors, sharp corners, decisions. Preliminary Observations You have a better facility for academic jargon, structure, rules. If you were to read this, you would read it with a red pen. But I have a better memory, a fact even you conceded once, and this is how it happened. You wore an orange sweater under your lab coat the night I met you, two in the morning, bleary-eyed under fluorescent lab lights. Your research project escaped after consuming four of its five offspring. You were three floors and a wing away from your own lab, down in the wood-paneled basement. My department, dingy, forgotten entomology. I left my moths to help you. We searched the avocado halls, tiptoeing, but our sneakers still squeaked louder than scrabbling rodents. No shoes, you said, quieter than mice. Sock-footed, we found her almost an hour later on top of the upstairs lounge microwave, halfway through her third package of peanut butter crackers. How is she still hungry? It's not, you said, and took her by the scruff like a kitten. I followed you to a wooden door, unmarked, under the back stairs. I'd passed it three or four times a day for years and assumed it was a broom closet. The rat room. Inside, under a sloping ceiling, stacks of wire cages, rat piss and cedar shavings, two hundred black glass eyes tracking our movements. We went through them like sheets of paper. You reached into the cage and pulled out the last baby rat, a newspaper shred clinging to its naked pink skin. I held up my cupped hands, and you indifferently dropped the rat in, like a licorice jelly bean. What happens now? I asked. This time you fastened the mother's cage door with a padlock. Hypothesis Love A qualification for this abstract property, which is neither solid, liquid, or gas, but is possibly a sublimation of the body and the yawning nothingness that exists between molecules of matter, a telegraph that very nearly spans the infinite distance between two minds. And though the mind is part of the brain, body, meat, it does not seem to be wholly corporeal. It is the same with this non-material property, tethering one subject to another. And though the tether has no physical presence, if severed, after-effects are felt in the physical realm, creating a sensation not unlike being hollowed like a melon with a plastic cafeteria spork. Inside, scraped pithless, cavernous, a near-complete nothingness, smelling of ozone. What seeps in after is drowsy-making, heavier than tungsten and just as inert, but somehow simultaneously alive and seething, acidic, slowly chewing its way to the outside. The sudden onset of tether severance, for instance, when one unsuspecting subject receives a message reading, Move to Abu Dhabi, thought you should know, may catalyze an uncharacteristically melodramatic but wholly physical series of ever-worsening events, which could, hypothetically, result in an involuntary and completely unnecessary 
observational confinement for a minimum of 72 hours. Procedure Burns, the blonde nurse with Tyrannosaurus arms, finds me in the day room. Leave your crayons, she says, but I fold up the construction paper and take it with me. At the nurse's station, there's a familiar-looking woman, someone I've seen in your lab, maybe, but if she recognizes me, my messy hair, double hospital gown, lorazepam eyes, she doesn't let it register on her face. Burns tells us to sit in the courtyard. The ward is overfull, but depressives are so quiet you'd never know. When she unlocks the double doors, wet air rolls in, condensing in the bleachy beigeness. I realize that I haven't been outside in more than two days. We sit at a plastic table in the middle of a balding ten-by-ten square. There are